With your Amex card, entertainment benefits like special ticket access and pre-sales to select can't-miss events while supplies last, make every tap music to your ears. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape begins a journey to fight for a future for apes and humans alike. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. It is getting that time of the year. It's Miller time. You don't need a watch or a clock to tell you. It's Miller time. Weather gets a little bit warmer. All of a sudden, the beer gets a little colder. It's beer cracking season. It, it, whoa, okay. I don't know if it says that on the calendar. Uh, Miller Lite, great taste, less filling, tastes like Miller time. To get Miller Lite delivered right to your door, visit MillerLite.com slash Patrick, or you can find it pretty much anywhere that sells beer. And as always, please celebrate responsibly. Miller Brewing Company, Milwaukee, Wisconsin, 96 calories per 12 ounces, fewer calories and carbs than premium regular beer. Miller Lite. You know our trusted partner, TireRack.com, for their fast, free shipping, free road hazard protection, convenient installation options, and their great selection of the best tires, like the highly consumer-rated Redestein Pinza AT. But did you know they sell other automotive products? Wheels, brakes, and suspension, just to name a few. Everything you need to elevate your drive. You can go to TireRack.com slash Dan. That's TireRack.com slash Dan. TireRack.com, the way tire buying should be. You are listening to The Dan Patrick Show on Fox Sports Radio. Hour two on this Wednesday, Dan and the Dan S. Dan Patrick Show. Come on in, stay a while. Reese Davis, the popular host of ESPN's College Game Day, he will join us coming up. Reese and uh, the crew are headed to Austin. It'll be Texas against TCU. Marcellus Wiley, the uh, former All-Pro defensive end, will join us a little bit later on as well. Phone calls, emails, tweets, all the above. Stat of the day brought to you by Panini America, the official trading cards of the Dan Patrick Show. Check out the new merchandise. We got the uh, calendars in. We are autographing, I believe, 500 of those. And when they're done, they're done. But uh, there'll be enough calendars for everybody for the holidays. And uh, you'll be able to order those on the website coming up a little bit later on this week. Say good morning if you're watching on uh, Peacock. That's our streaming partner. Those chatting on chat row or those listening on our radio affiliates around the country. It was back in 2019, the Lakers and Clippers went all in to win a title. Uh, the Lakers traded away promising young talent. They had Lonzo Ball and Brandon Ingram. They got Anthony Davis. The Clippers, they got Paul George from the Thunder for a plethora of draft picks. And when the two deals were finalized, we thought, all right, we got a real rivalry here, maybe the best in the NBA. Well, it seemed like that, but not any longer. Kawhi Leonard still struggling and uh, recently ruled out indefinitely after issues surrounding his reconstructed knee. As for the Lakers, they have been a failure. Anthony Davis can't stay healthy, and the L.A.-based franchises are no doubt talented, and maybe, maybe, down the road, the Clippers could be playing for a championship. Remember when we uh, looked at the preseason odds, and I said, you know, guess who's got the best odds to win the championship? And... There, there were uh, three teams that were tied. And I thought, okay, Golden State, definitely. Boston, definitely. And then I said the Clippers. And I looked around the room, and everybody's like, wait, the Clippers? I would have thought Milwaukee would have been in there. Uh, 
I still think the Brooklyn Nets have the, let me check, they might have the fifth best odds to win the championship right now. This according to DraftKings. Let me see. Um, uh, yeah. Uh, sixth. They have the sixth best odds to win the title right now. The Nets are uh, two and a half point favorites versus the Knicks tonight. Clippers are four and a half point favors, uh, favorites against the uh, Lakers coming up tonight. And if you keep tuning in, expecting to see a team do something different, you're fooling yourself. This is who the Lakers are. And yes, you can get a boost from Russell Westbrook off the bench. You know, you got to start thinking about, are they going to give up those first-round picks to get somebody? And you start to get that feeling that management is saying, this is the team you wanted, make the best of it, but are they going to be a eighth seed? Are they going to be in the play-in round? You know, this, and then you wonder, okay, if you're LeBron, how's this going to get any better? Not this year. What happens next year? And are you going to have Russell Westbrook back? Probably not. Uh, who is going to be back? Could you trade Anthony Davis? That, that's really the big topic, I think. Could you trade Anthony Davis? And, if, and I would look at it this way. If I was trading Anthony Davis, I would, I would also say you had to take Russell Westbrook. Now can I, get, can I get something that's worth building on or will help us kind of reload here? That would be the way I'd look at this. Now, if I'm a team going, do I want Anthony Davis? A couple of years ago, I would. I don't want him now. And Russell Westbrook a couple of years ago, but I don't want him now. And I don't know. It feels like they're stuck. And now playing the Clippers coming up tonight. And then you look at the Clippers. I mean, that's a balanced team, deep team, good coach, star power. But that doesn't feel like it's going to all, you know, it's a jigsaw puzzle that feels like, man, I got all the pieces here. I just got to put them together. And it feels like you're always going to be one or two pieces short when you put the puzzle together. And I just don't know if you can count on Kawhi. Paul George is, is a good running mate. He's a B to Kawhi's A. But now I'm going to ask him to be a, a low A because I can't trust Kawhi. Is that enough? Yeah, Paul. I was just looking at this timeline because I, I, it was stuck in my head. I don't, I'm not an expert on the Lakers. Dr. Jerry Buss, the former Lakers owner, died in 2013. Since he passed away, if, let's say they do not make the playoffs this year, they will miss the playoffs eight out of the following out of ten seasons mm-hmm. since he passed away. Mm-hmm. When he owned the Lakers, he missed the playoffs. Well, as a Lakers owner, he missed the playoffs once that I could find. So 8 of 10 after he passed away. I don't know if that's a coincidence. Again, I don't know the infrastructure of the Lakers like an expert in Los Angeles, but uh, he would not stand for this. That's one thing I knew about him when I read about him. This is not a coincidence. This is systemic because this is a place where you know players want to go play, right? It, it's not like you're trying to get them to go to a, a smaller city. You want to play for the Lakers? And you can't build a team there? And yes, you did win a championship. But sometimes we'll look at a baseball. You know, the Florida Marlins, when they would win a World Series and then they would take a wrecking ball to the roster, and then five years later they'd come back and they'd win another World Series. If you're a Marlins fan, you go, okay, I'll sign up for that. But you're a Laker fan? No, no, we don't do that. And now it's like, hey, you guys are going to make the playoffs. That seems to be a big deal now. And it used to be... You're playing for championships. 
But I just wonder if they just say to LeBron, hey, this is what you guys wanted. Go get him. Because we don't want to give up these draft picks when you probably won't be playing in the NBA. 877-3DP-SHOW. Email address dp at danpatrick.com. Twitter handle at dpshow. Um, Jerry Jones, the Cowboys owner. He was on uh, 105.3 The Fan in Dallas. He makes his uh, weekly appearance there. And the topic of conversation had to do with OBJ as a Cowboy. No doubt is someone that... Uh... Uh, we have all the appreciation in the world for what he is as a competitor. Uh, and uh, uh, I know that uh, uh, the Cowboy star on that uh, helmet, when he puts it on, uh, uh, could look pretty good. Okay. Now he's asked about this. I don't know if he was you know, forthcoming to say, you know what, before we're done, I want to talk about OBJ. I, I don't know if what he said fits the headline here. Yes, yeah, It kind of felt a little bit, though, like... Uh, like if you ask somebody out on a date and they start with, look, you're great. Okay. And they, like, they go through all of the things about you. Like you just have the best personality and your laugh is so funny and like really smart. But, but no, no, no. That's what it kind of felt like to me. Oh, I think Jerry would love to have OBJ. Absolutely. I don't know what it's going to cost you, but I don't even know when OBJ is coming back. Do, do we have a time frame? Because this feels like this has been one of those, hey, I don't know what we can talk about today. OBJ. And then you just basically open it up and say, where's the best landing spot for OBJ? The best landing spot is Baltimore. Like, if you're thinking, I can be a guy who's going to be the number one target, or Mark Andrews comes back, I'm, I'm the deep threat, he's the, uh, you know, the short threat. And I can help this guy, Lamar Jackson, and this is a Super Bowl-caliber team. I'm not sure when he plays and how well he's going to play. He's got two knee surgeries, and coming back from one, the way he plays, and he's 30 years of age, it just feels like clickbait, hey, the Cowboys and OBJ. And maybe, I mean, he went to LSU, uh, his parents went to LSU, and maybe he grew up a Cowboys fan? Probably so. But I don't know. It feels like it's going to be a bidding war here. And if you're OBJ, you want to get paychecks, playoff checks. You want to be able to show people that you can still be a number one receiver. Where can you go and you're almost ensuring yourself that you'll be a number one receiver? You'll get a lot of targets there. Is it Dallas? It's a running team. Baltimore, you're going to get a lot of targets there. Green Bay, a lot of targets there. Tampa Bay, Kansas City, probably not going to get a lot of uh, targets, but you'll get some playoff checks there. I mean, that's. I'm trying to figure this out to be fair to the story, but we're making it seem like OBJ is, you know, Jerry Rice is coming back. <laughs> and, and I don't think that's the case. Yeah, Paul. Last health update I could find, ESPN's Dan Graziano reported two weeks ago that the veteran wide receiver isn't expected to be healthy enough to play until mid-December. Yes. I mean, and, and, and we've been talking, well, I, we haven't because we don't troll you, but you have these shows who go, hey, what about that? Because Jerry mentioned OBJ. Now, you know, it's a, it's a gateway drug. So I go, well, we got to bring it up. Like he did address this. Yes, he just one tweak to that. Jay Glazer reported on Sunday that uh, Beckham is expected to be fully cleared by the end of this week. <laughs> bloop, bloop. 
Okay. Uh, start getting them checks. Do you think he knows where he's going? Yes. Yeah. I wonder what cleared means. Clear to resume activities, clear to resume practice, clear to play this Sunday in a game where he would be relied on. I, it's, I'm curious on and, that And one. how much is it going to cost to get OBJ? What is the bidding war for OBJ? I'd be curious about that as well. He probably wants a bigger deal than people are willing to give. <laughs> well, I would want to say, come on in. I'll give you some incentives, uh, give you a signing bonus or something. But I don't. I I just think it, you got to be careful where you're bringing in somebody like this this late in the season. Has he been able to work out? I I don't know if he's running routes and you know conditioning and all of those things, and then you're going to throw him into. Stretch drive, then getting into the playoffs? Yeah, more. Instagram says he's been working out. I follow him. <laughs> he's been working out. TikTok differs with yeah. that. <laughs> it's almost like Ben Simmons shooting jumpers. Yeah. Like, oh, he's been oh, he's been in the lab. Yeah, yeah working out. Yeah, Paul. I, I'm looking back. We've discussed this before. Players early in the career you would have bet money on are going to the Hall of Fame. Beckham may be a one seed. After his first three years, he was rookie of the year. Uh in his year two and three, he was second team all pro at wide receiver, which is really tough to do for a young guy. Mm-hmm. And he had um, he was averaging 100 catches and 12 touchdowns a season his first three years. He hasn't sniffed that since. Yeah. But he was headed towards the MVP in the Super Bowl, it felt like, against the Bengals. It felt like he was on his way. It's just, man, when you have one knee surgery and then you have another one and you're 30 years of age, yeah, Marv. Does Odell Beckham to the Cowboys feel like Deion Sanders going to the Cowboys where you just have an enormous, enormous star that transcends football coming to your team that's already really good? Probably so. But, you know, the media wishes for things. Like the the media is probably, you know, hopeful that the Lakers fall all apart and and it's ugly uh, because there's that anti-LeBron sentiment there. Uh, the Cowboys, oh, if he goes there, they could win a, a Super Bowl or it could be terrible. Like, like they're kind of, what is the best storyline to root for here? And you could see that Aaron Rodgers gets OBJ. and leads them back to the promised land. Yeah, Paul. If Ziggy Wilf, the Vikings owner, said yesterday on the local radio station, he sure would look good with a, a horn on the side of his head, a Vikings horn. It wouldn't lead Sports Center no, no, that the no. Vikings were interested in Odell Beckham. No. It's the same story. No. It's the same story. No. As I've mentioned before, because I was part of this, that you go into a show and you have market research. You have people who who will recommend all of these shows, all of the you know Fox shows and ESPN shows. They have somebody who says, all right, these are the things we have to touch on. And you'll find these shows touch on those stories just about every day. They're just looking for a different way to bring that up. Uh, Jerry Jones said something about OBJ. All right, let's lead with it. Is there any validity to it? No, I don't know, but let's just leave. JJ and OBJ. Is there a future there? But if, but if Ooh, that sounds really familiar. If Shad Khan said, you know, the Jags are interested in OBJ, I don't think people would be uh, all in on this. Wouldn't be that big a deal. Cowboys? Oh, my God. There's certain, certain uh, players and certain teams that you can't go wrong. When I was at ESPN, I'd be like, uh, how do we lead with Yankees Red Sox? Well, they don't play for three more weeks. Well, it doesn't matter. We can still, you know, let's do a preview of the preview of the preview. Uh, Duke, North Carolina. (laughs) Terrell Owens. There was always like this list every single day. 
could you you know continue to keep those stories in the news? And that's the case. What you have now? What does Dak Prescott think of John Shire's debut at Duke? <laughs> what? He's a, he's a, excuse me, John Shire. Ratings bonanza. Yes, yes. <laughs> Speaking of college basketball, man, congrats to Pat Ewing. Yeah. Georgetown won last night. Yeah, let's go. All right. Our year. Georgetown beat Coppin State. Take that. And uh, that ends the Hoyas' 21-game losing streak. The longest losing streak in college basketball belongs to Delaware State. 25 losses in a row. That stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Stat of the day. Whoa! Here comes that what? Stat of the day. Reese Davis from the Mothership will join us uh, coming up. Uh, let me see. You got uh, Tom Brady in Germany uh, against the Seahawks coming up this weekend. Here is uh, Tom on Tampa Bay's effort so far. No one's trying to be average. If you want to be a great team, you got to be way better than average. So correcting our mistakes, improving our effort, which that's probably the most embarrassing part of our team is our effort level um, on game day. That's something we better fix. I would like for Tom to be specific. <laughs> yeah. Tom, who, who is not giving uh, total effort here? Just a thumbs up or thumbs down. I'll go through the roster. Tommy, we're in Germany. Da, yeah, nah. It's funny how that's the one thing, and it starts with me. Okay, of I course, gotta, it like, always does. I, you know, I take full responsibility. starts with me. I'm the quarterback. I got it, except for the effort level thing. It's like, you guys need to work a lot harder because I'm busting my ass out here. I'm going through a divorce, yeah. and I'm out here. Yeah. What are you guys going through? Hey, it starts with me. Yeah. It starts with me. Uh, I'm the quarterback. It starts with me. Yeah. All right, let me take a break. My good buddy, Reese Davis. I don't know if he feels that way towards me, but I always like Reese Davis. Reese is one of the nicest guys in our business. He is. He would be, he'd, if, if we had March Madness, Reese would be a one seed. Oh. Yeah. Like a UNLV in the, in the early 90s one yeah. He'd be Duke. He'd be Duke. All right, we're going to take a break. We'll talk about the uh, the rankings, who could win the Heisman, who should win the Heisman, and some of the scenarios here that he sees playing out over the next couple of weeks in college football. Take a break. Back after this on the Dan Patrick Show. LifeLock. LifeLock is always here to help you understand how cybercrime and identity theft are affecting our lives. We put so much pers- personal information out there, and it gets exposed and makes it easy for cybercriminals to steal your identity. Protect your identity, and you can do so with LifeLock by Norton. What LifeLock does is detects, alerts you to potential identity threats that you may not spot on your own, loans taken out in your name, crimes committed by thieves pretending to be you. If you do become a victim of identity theft, a dedicated U.S.-based restoration specialist will work to fix it. No one can prevent all identity theft or monitor all transactions at all businesses, but it's easy to help protect what is yours with LifeLock. Join now, save up to 25%. That's off your first year, but you have to use the promo code PATRICK. You call 1-800-LIFELOCK or go to lifelock.com. Make sure you use the promo code PATRICK for 25% off. Monitor all transactions at all businesses, protecting yourself with the great folks at LifeLock. Lifelock Lifelock.com, promo code PATRICK. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. All right, everybody, game off. 
Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. You know, you get those pieces like there was the hat. There was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too? is funny about a battleship. It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find. That's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a Robot Pachenko Machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. Did you ever play the over-under game with your friends? You know, think I can eat that slice of pizza in under 30 seconds? Or I don't know, take over a minute to down a two-liter? Well, if you have, then you're going to love Pick 6. It's the new fantasy game from DraftKings, an official partner of the NBA. Here's how you play it during the playoffs. Pick between two and six players and choose if they will have more or less of a stat. Rebounds, points, assists, and more. Also, you track your picks, play against others for a shot to win at some big cash prizes. Download the new DraftKings Pick 6 app now. Use the promo code DPSHOW for a chance to win huge cash prizes. That's code DPSHOW. Only on DraftKings Pick 6. The crown is yours. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. 18 plus in most eligible states. Age varies by jurisdiction. Eligibility restrictions apply. Pick 6 not available in all states, including but not limited to Connecticut and New York. For up-to-date list of states, visit dkng.co slash pick 6 states. Void where prohibited. See terms at pick6.draftkings.com slash promos. There's no distance too far for the perfect trip. Hi, checking in for... Or the perfect table. Hey, where are you? Coming! And when you get access to Resi Priority Notify with your Amex Platinum card... Hey, this looks amazing! I'm so glad you made it. And travel benefits at fine hotels and resorts booked through Amex Travel. It's worth the trip. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. This family takes turns turning heads, brains, beauty, and athleticism. All they need now for you to do is drive them off the lot. Mercedes-Benz family of SUVs, a family of unrivaled vehicles waiting at your local dealer. More phone calls coming up. Poll question for Hour 2. Seton, what do you have? Dan, let me update you on Hour 1. We had if the Heisman Trophy were awarded today, uh, and your, the results are C.J. Stroud of Ohio State with 31%, mm. followed by Hendon Hooker at 30%. Other is 22% and only 17% Blake Corum of Michigan. Okay. 
We were accused of having an East Coast bias with that, too, which I've never really thought of Ohio, Tennessee, and Michigan as being East Coast states, but <laughs> yeah. uh, maybe I'm wrong. I haven't looked at a map in a little while. Yeah, I'm from the Midwest. I'm from Ohio, not You're an East Coaster. East Coaster. Oh. Yeah. Well, you could have put in Caleb Williams. I just gave you the scenario where he plays well against UCLA. He plays well against Notre Dame, and then he's in the Pac-12 title game, and he plays well against Oregon. Maybe he slips in there. Yes, yes, Todd. Or Paul. Bo Nix at Oregon would be in there, but it was national TV he got roughed up on to start the season. Takes a while for people to let that go. He's playing great. We'll uh, talk to Reese Davis about the uh, Heisman coming up. And, uh, of course, the rankings came out last night. Reese Davis of the Mothership. And uh, College Game Day is going to be in Austin, Texas this weekend. It's TCU against Texas. And Texas is a slight favorite there, Pauling? I think Texas given seven. Seven? Yeah. Ooh. Well, that could bring TCU's season to a, a crashing halt. Uh, we bring in Reese Davis, the host of uh, College Game Day. You know, if you had an all-hands team, you know, on kickoffs and the onside kick, uh-huh. um, but if you had an all-hair team at ESPN, Reese Davis. Reese Davis would be uh, maybe the captain of that right now. Who else would be on the all-hair team at ESPN, Reese? Oh, you know what? I tell you what, Steve Levy still has Ooh. a pretty magnificent coiffure. It's uh, you know thick and luscious. I like for sure that. he'd be up there. Yeah, um, see, maybe Nagandi. Nagandi's not bad. Uh, Fowler. You, yeah, yeah, Fowler. Fowler's hair is pretty good. You, you've got a pretty good coiffure working on your own there too. Yeah, I'm a I'm a meritus or a heritus is uh, is what I would <laughs> I, I would be. And I feel bad for Van Peasy. I mean, he had a little bit of moss when he first got there, but uh, best bald guy at the mothership, maybe it's uh, Van Peasy. Oh, uh, no question about that. He uh, among hosts for sure. He's leading the way there. Billis would tell you that he's Ooh. easily the best bald guy in terms of analysts. Yeah, and don't rule out Vital. That's true. Uh, he he might be bald guy emeritus too. He's been bald a really long time. Uh, what's the coolest thing in your office? Well, there are a couple of things here. Obviously, the personal stuff with, you know, from my son's baseball career, my favorites. But the Mark May jersey, who who Mm. was my really first long-term college football partner there. I've got a Billis jersey on the side, and I've also got a Desmond Howard jersey over there. So those are the the things I like secondary to the uh, pictures of my kids and stuff like that. It's kind of awkward to bring this up then. No Kirk Herbstreet jersey in your office there? You you know what, Dan? The one thing about this is that these guys, Mark, Desmond, Jay, were gracious enough to give me the jersey. <laughs> I, I've mentioned it to Herbstreet, and I've mentioned it to Pollock, and I've seen nothing from Herbstreet. He won't give me one. Oh. And Pollock says to me, well, I'll sign one for you if you buy it. And I'm like, are you crazy? I'm not doing that. So, so you know, I mean, I'll put it up if they've got. I've got a. I've also got another one that downstairs that um, I've got a Hubert Davis jersey from North Carolina that uh, that he gave me. Hubert and I are really close from working, so that's a prized possession as well. All right, your uh, initial reaction when the uh, top four came out? Um, I thought I was I was uh, 
I didn't have a problem with it. Personally, I would still have Tennessee four ahead of TCU, but it's you're splitting hairs. I mean, both teams are really good. Both are deserving of being in the top four. You know, I, I think the thing people have noticed the most, if you go a little bit farther down and start looking ahead to what could happen, is USC being ahead of UCLA, but, you know, by a couple spots, but there are a few spots. All that's going to work itself out. I didn't have a, a big issue with anything, really the first two weeks. Uh, that they've done. I thought they were right to put Tennessee number one prior to the Georgia game. And I think that, uh, you know, it was reasonable to have them at five behind TCU. But personally, I would have had Tennessee four. Felt like TCU was a courtesy this week. A little bit. Uh, I think maybe that there had been some backlash. And not to say, and I don't say that in a way, Dan, I'm not one of the guys who bashes the committee all the time. But sometimes when you do get some public backlash about where a team has been ranked or whatever, maybe it forces you to reevaluate a little bit. And that's reasonable as long as you're not doing it and making a different decision simply because of that. Because nothing really changed. TCU did the same thing they've done almost every week. They fall behind. They turn on that powerful offense. They win the game. And But this time they got the benefit of the doubt. And I thought one of the questions, you know, that I asked Sonny Dykes last night, that'll be a question for Boo Corrigan going forward. Should it be necessary for TCU to be undefeated as the Big 12 champion? Because the Big 12 is is good and balanced and deep. And TCU easily could be a one-loss Big 12 champion and still be worthy of consideration for the playoff. Yeah, trying to figure this out with uh, some of these teams on the periphery. Uh, USC is a couple points away from being undefeated. Uh, where would they be if they were undefeated? Mm-hmm. Would they be a top four team because you bring in pedigree? I don't know if you would bring in pedigree, but I think they're powerful. They would be in a similar situation to TCU, Dan, because their offense has been terrific and their defense hasn't been as good. One could probably argue that in many respects, TCU's defense has probably been a little bit better than SC's. Yeah. And SC has found a way to win on a couple of occasions. They've let a lot of teams stay in the game for a long time. If they've been able to, you know, stop that two point conversion or stop Utah from scoring late, they probably, they probably would be around four or five, I would think. But they, they have some, they have some faults on their squad too. They have some warts as many of the teams do this year. Probably, probably warts uh, for everybody not named Georgia and, and maybe Ohio State. Could you see Ohio State and Michigan both getting into the final four? What, what would the scenario be where you could see the, Two Big Ten teams. Uh, to me, I think that is every bit as valid a question as the SEC. And I think what it would take is a Michigan win. And that's not to say that I think necessarily that Ohio State is, you know, world's better. But Michigan's non-conference schedule uh, through some fault of their own, but some of it UCLA, I think, had, had backed out of a contract a couple of years ago or something. Originally, they were supposed to play UCLA. But the all you could do is evaluate what they did, and their non-conference schedule was not good. Their best non-conference opponent was UConn. So I think that would hurt Michigan if it lost. But if Michigan went to Columbus and won, obviously they would be in. And if it were a great game and Ohio State lost in overtime, lost on a field goal or something like that, but still clearly looked like one of the four best teams, I think that would be the scenario. And I don't think it's terribly far-fetched. I think it's something that should be evaluated and and considered by all of us watching and certainly by the committee just as much as we will consider a one-loss non-SEC champion Tennessee team, which will likely be the case at the end of the season. Talking to Reese Davis, uh, he is the host of College Game Day. 
They will be in Austin, Texas. Game day starts at uh, 9 a.m. They go till noon, and uh, you can uh, watch on ESPN, ESPNU throughout the season. Give me the team that's sort of hanging around that maybe we're not talking about that they could slip in there uh, come December. I think we're talking about most of them, but you probably hit it with USC. Uh, Oregon would be an interesting case study because I've always been one that if you have a behemoth loss, uh, as Oregon did losing by 46, a few years ago, Penn State had a 39-point loss and didn't get in. Ohio State had a 31-point loss, didn't get in. And I've sort of felt like that was the right course of action um, because if you are capable of getting beaten down like that, if you have such a small tournament, and just four teams, and every little thing's got to count, and getting your doors blown off should count. So, But I do think that there is a scenario under which Oregon uh, could make it, make it an interesting debate and maybe could get in there on Selection Day, and I think the, the same could be true for USC. And, of course, if LSU is a two-loss SEC champion, uh, I sort of feel like they have a ceiling on them because they got their doors blown off by Tennessee at home. Uh, I'd be hard-pressed to find a scenario in which I would favor LSU over Tennessee. So, you know, it's LSU, though. LSU, Oregon, and SC, and maybe UCLA, uh, who probably is a little bit undervalued by the committee right now, would be the teams that aren't getting as much attention that, that could wind up there. The Heisman Trophy race reminds me of when Mark Ingram won. It was like, we got to give it to somebody. Uh, Mark, here you go. Here's the Heisman. Because I don't know if anybody has really distinguished themselves. Hendon Hooker had it. You win that game, and you're the front runner, clear front runner. Uh, C.J. Stroud didn't look good against Northwestern. Uh, where are we going with this uh, for the Heisman? The, it really changed. You're 100% right. It really changed for Hendon uh, on Saturday because he's not going to have that type of stage to win it late uh, like Bryce Young did uh, last year, like Mark Ingram did uh, with the game against Florida in the SEC championship game that year. C.J. Stroud is going to have that platform uh, when they play Michigan late. So I would say that he is probably the favorite uh, the guy who probably ought to get a little more attention for it just doesn't have the numbers to back it up. And it needs to be both moments and numbers. And that's Stetson Bennett. Um, you know, all that guy does is win and, and make big, big plays in their, in their biggest games. He's sort of the heartbeat of that team, but he's only got 11 touchdown passes. So some of it has to be production. So I would say CJ Stroud. And if you are looking for someone on the outside, it would probably be TCU quarterback Max Duggan. If, you know, if they were to run the table, if they beat Texas, you yeah. know, I mean, maybe he, maybe he's the one. I would favor Stroud by a pretty good margin over Max in terms of handicapping the race. But, you know, if something odd happens and, and the other guy, Dan, on the big stage might be a Blake Corum, you know, at Michigan, if Michigan were to win that game and Corum goes for two bills or something, you know, maybe he could be the guy. Safe travels to Austin. Thanks for joining Thanks, us as buddy. always, Reese. Thanks, Dan. That's Reese Davis, popular host of ESPN's College Game Day, going to Austin, Texas, and the Longhorns are favored by seven? Yeah, seven. Seven against TCU. All right. Got my attention on that one there. By the way, Austin is on the uh, short list of great college towns if you want to uh, stop through there to go see. The football might not be great, but the atmosphere is wonderful. I put that in the, my top 
My top 10. You can get roughed up in that town. Yeah, in a, in a good way. Yeah. Yeah, like going out, socializing, sipping and socializing. Uh, let's see, a couple of phone calls in here. Scott in Los Angeles. Hi, Scott. What's on your mind today? Hey, Scott. Oh, Scott, you're way behind listening on the radio there. Uh, sorry about that. Can't take you. Turn down your radio. Uh, Chemo in Virginia. Hi, Chemo. Hey, Danny. Hi, Chemo. Hey, I'm very sorry about the uh, calls earlier, but anyway, I finally got to yeah, a couple stupid things for you. I mean, I'm about your age, Danny. Remember earlier talking about money, a millionaire. Remember our $6 million man? No. That was a good one back in the day. But look, Tom Brady's in Germany. He's now the Hasselhoff of Germany. Oh, I don't think – I think Hasselhoff is the Hasselhoff of Germany. I don't think Tom Brady's going to come in there and take that title. Not anytime soon. <laughs> yeah, Barb. What is it with David Hasselhoff in Germany? Was he just a big deal, like a big pop star? What was it? I'm not sure what – I think it was Baywatch, and then he put out some music, too. But Jerry Lewis, the comedian, was huge in France. I don't know why, but he was. Yeah, Paul. David Hasselhoff is still performing uh, music. He has a uh, a ten town tour in Germany starting in twenty twenty three. Hmm. Regenberg, Berlin, Hanover, hmm. Dusseldorf, hmm. all the hot spots for Hasselhoff. Okay, <laughs> tickets still available. Vienna, Austria, yeah, Munich, Germany. All right, okay. okay. Right. No opening act, as far as I could see. I don't know if I ever watched a full episode of Baywatch. I I don't think that's I did. So many jokes. Yeah, <laughs> only only need a couple yeah, minutes. That's yeah, true. Just a couple of minutes in slow motion. Yeah. Uh, that was pretty much it. Yeah, Paul. <laughs> Pamela Anderson never saw her in a second scene, just the first yeah. scene. And yeah, never saw that played out that storyline. No, no. Uh, Jasmine Bleeth, what's up? Yeah. Okay, Legend. all right. All right. Who else was on there? Carmen Electra situation? Sure. Was she in there? I think she was on there briefly. Yeah. That's the same era of uh, that we're talking about. Donna D'Errico, if you want to go. Oh, Donna D'Errico. You don't want to sleep on the... the no. Yeah, I met her one time. You did? Erica Liniak? Uh Maybe that's who I met. <laughs> How would you know? I, I don't know. Uh, Gina Lee Nolan, was she uh, in that? Yeah, she was. Yeah. She was, uh, I, she was... I think I remember the Gina Lee Nolan thing. We we met her. On, we were on the road or something. We were in Arizona. Yes. Yes. And cool. I was like, uh, "You're talking to me. Uh, do you know who I am?" And and you know, she was like, "Oh yeah, I'm, I'm a sports fan." I go, "All right, good. I like it." And then she goes, "Oh, you got to meet my husband." I go, "I know I don't have to, oh. but oh God, here you. Hi, how are you?" <laughs> so the uh, the top ten Baywatch women: Pamela Anderson, Yasmin Bleeth. Erica Liniak, Carmen Electra briefly, Nicole Eggert, don't sleep on her run. Charles in Charge? Sure. Thank you, Joe. I'm Thanks. more of the adult show, not the child show. <laughs> yeah. It's a pretty good show. Donna D'Errico, Brooke Burns, Alexandra Paul, Angie Harmon supposedly oh. made an appearance on there. Supposedly made an appearance on there. Yeah. Gina Lee Nolan. Yeah. Angie Harmon. Legend. Spectacular run. I mean, if she was the prosecuting attorney, remember she was on that uh, Law & Order? Yeah. I, I would... I'd throw myself in the mercy I'd of the court. I'd plead guilty. I'd take a plea just to get in a room with her to do the plea. I'm guilty, honey. But I would always be asking for a retrial, even if I knew that I was guilty. Right. It's like, I retrial. Yeah, but you're guilty. I don't care. Just a retrial. Let me just hang around with her. And really a nice woman, too. Um, I don't know if that matters. Yes, Marv. And she married a unicorn. 
Well, Jason Seahorn. Yeah, she was married to him. Yeah. That's over? <laughs> oh, a long time ago. That's over? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I don't believe in love Hold anymore. On. Hold on. Yeah, Are they, you sure? they've been divorced for, I'm going to say, a decade, maybe longer. She's remarried, I think. <laughs> I'm just finding this out. Yeah. What, Todd? And she didn't even break up with him. She just went, dun, 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 which is weird. You should kind of have a conversation. 2016. Oh, okay. What? Yeah. What? <laughs> was that the theme music there, Todd? Yes, it was. Okay. <laughs> Thank you. I never watched an episode of that either. Of Law and, Law and Order. Order. What are you doing? How's that never possible? I, you are. I swear, I swear to God, I've never watched. SVU or SUV. Oh, I watched two, I watched two episodes today. No. <laughs> I, I, During the show. I have never watched an episode. I, I haven't. There are so many shows that I never saw. Because, okay, for 12 years I worked second shift at ESPN. I didn't get to watch any of those shows in prime time. I never saw ER. Uh, L.A. Law, I think I saw one episode, maybe. Do you know how many times we went to, like, we're doing the show in New York City. I would take the train down after the show from here, get to my hotel, <laughs> turn on Law and & Order, and either watch that for, like, five straight hours or fall asleep to it and wake up and keep watching it before we went to dinner. <laughs> I did that almost every time we went to New York. Yeah, Marv. It's syndication <laughs> that gets everybody, because... Uh, USA Network, they will play Law and Order all day Sunday. Like, you know what? Weather's pretty bad. Little Benson, little Stabler, oh, Ice T, <laughs> all day long. I never, I've never seen enough. I've never Elliot, seen LA Law either. When Elliot Stabler left, what, what's the actor's name? Chris uh, Merloni. When, yeah, that that hurt. That was a big blow to the franchise. Yeah. Uh, let's take a break. <laughs> Sports Emmy. Yeah. <laughs> Not happening this year either. <laughs> not happening. That's not making the real? No, it's not. Oh, no. It's just not happening this year. Yeah. All right, let me take a break. Back after this. Thanks for listening to the Dan Patrick Show podcast. Be sure to catch us live every weekday morning, 9 until noon Eastern, 6 to 9 Pacific on Fox Sports Radio. And you can find us on the iHeartRadio app at FSR or stream us live on the Peacock app. Hey, what's up, everybody? It's me, three-time Pro Bowler LeVar Arrington, and I couldn't be more excited to announce a new podcast called Up On Game. What is Up On Game, you ask? Along with my fellow Pro Bowler, TJ Hushmanzada, and Super Bowl champion, yep, that's right, Plexico Burris. You can only name a show with that type of talent on it. Up On Game. We're going to be sharing our real-life experiences loaded with teachable moments. Listen to Up On Game with me, LeVar Arrington, TJ Hushmanzada, and Plexico Burris on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcast from. All right, everybody, game off. Let's pause here to talk more about Monopoly Go. I know what you're saying. Flag on the play. You've already talked about that. But there's just so much more good stuff in this game. In Monopoly Go, you can team up with friends for time tournaments where you work together to build up each other's boards. The more you win together, the more awesome prizes you unlock. And there's so much more to get. You can get unique stickers. You can trade with friends to compete uh, albums for big prizes. There's cool new playing pieces to travel the boards with. I was always a uh, battleship guy. 
You know, you get those pieces, like there was the hat, there was the shoe. Oh, same. There was the, I was always a battleship guy or the car. You know what, too, is funny about a battleship? It's one of the only uh, Monopoly pieces that you find that's not just a household item. Wow, you know I haven't even mean? thought about that. Yeah, most people oh, wow. don't have a battleship at home, but you have a car, you have a hat, you have a shoe, you have uh, all those things. Anyway, you could also get hilarious emojis for taunting friends when you smash their buildings or heist their vaults. That's always fun. Plus, Monopoly Go feels new and exciting every day with constantly changing tournaments and challenges. A ton include their own unique mini games like Digging for Treasure or a robot Pachenko machine. And there's always new timed events that will help you win big, like massive multipliers for everything you win or rent frenzies. There's always something fun to discover in Monopoly Go. So get off the bench and go download it for free right now on Google Play or the App Store. Game on. This episode brought to you by 20th Century Studios' Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Director Wes Ball breathes new life into the epic franchise set several generations after the last installment in which apes are the dominant species. As a ruthless king attempts to build his empire at the expense of the remaining human race, a young ape will fight for the future of apes and humans alike and embark on a journey that will redefine the planet. Kingdom of the Planet of the Apes. Enter the kingdom in IMAX this Friday and in theaters everywhere. Get tickets now. There are some things that are too good to keep a secret. Like how your Amex Platinum card helps you have the perfect trip. I'd like to check into the Centurion Lounge. Or how it seems like you always get those hard-to-snag tables. Ooh, yum. And how you get the most out of select can't-miss events. With access to the Centurion Lounge, Resi Priority Notified, and Amex card member benefits at select events... You'll have to share. That's the powerful backing of American Express. Terms apply. Learn more at americanexpress.com slash with Amex. We know that quality sleep is essential, and that's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs so you can choose what's right for you and your partner whenever you want. Two beds in one, firmer or softer on each side, you decide. And it helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature as well, quiets their snoring, so you stay sleeping comfortably all night long. Sleep Number does everything. My Sleep Number setting is 75. Sleep Number smart beds learn how you sleep. They provide personalized insights to help you sleep better. You will never need another bed. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now save 40% on the Sleep Number limited edition smart bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com slash awards only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. couple of new podcasts available at danpatrick.com. Marcellus Wiley, his podcast, and he's going to join us coming up next hour. Also, Running Smoke and uh, the uh, latest podcast on the Dan Patrick Network is revving up in this week's episode NASCAR driver Derek White heads into court to fight for native rights. And here is a clip of Running Smoke. They think we're criminals. They want to make us look like criminals. I'm like, I'm just helping a friend. That's gangsterism. They just want to just round up as many people as they can and charge everybody and try to get as much money as they can out of everybody. This week on Running Smoke... Derek heads to court to face off with the government, and the verdict surprises everyone. I remember Derek's lawyer getting all excited and pumping his fists. I'm like, well, that's got to be a good thing. Running Smoke available on danpatrick.com or wherever you get your podcast, and it is well done. Heard from some people, NASCAR circles, they say this is a big deal, that they've been wanting to do something on uh, this story 
And uh, we're very fortunate to have that podcast. It's called Running Smoke. A couple of phone calls in here. Uh, James in Virginia. Hi, James. What's on your mind today? Oh, thank you for taking my call, brother. Happy Wednesday, DC. Damn that, man. Salute the commanders, man. This is Tim back enjoying the show and loving the college football talk, man. Go blue. But I think the team you guys are leaving out, man, and I think a, a dark horse sleeper for, for the Heisman. Now, they got to win out and win the ACC championship. But the UNC Tar Heels, man, 8-1, and one, only losses to a surge in Notre Dame. They got Wake this weekend in Wake. They play NC State at the end of the year. And like I said, probably if they win out, an uh, ACC championship against Clemson, dark horse to make the playoff, man. And that guy, May, he's legit, man. Hey, I'll take it off the air. Thank you for taking the call. Have a great day. Salute the commander. All right. Thank you, James. I agree. I don't know if Drake May can win it, being a redshirt freshman. You know, there were voters for many, many years who didn't. I, I thought Adrian Peterson was the best college football player his freshman year that I saw. And I got into a heated argument with the late Craig Sager, who was a longtime Heisman voter. Nearly came to blows. I mean, I was that passionate about, you. why can't a freshman be the Heisman Trophy winner? It almost felt like you had to be a junior or senior. And I said, that's crazy. You know, Marshall Falk, when, when he burst on the scene, I went, that guy's the best player in college football. Herschel Walker. You just see certain guys and you go, that's, he's different. That player's different. But it, we were saying, well, you got to be uh, at least a junior. Yeah, Marv. Was that a career achievement award for a while? Where it's like, man, this guy's been a good player for two or three years. Let's give it to him his senior year or whatever. Um, I don't, I don't, I, you still had to have the numbers. I don't think it was one of those where they go, you know, Ty Detmer's been pretty good at BYU. Now we'll give you a Heisman Trophy. But um, I mean more like Herschel Walker. All right, he should have won it, you know, his freshman year, but now they give it to him his junior year. Is it one of those things? Um, you know, I always thought it was sort of like the Academy Awards. Sometimes you, it wasn't your time to win it and then be like, I'm going to give it to you maybe for a performance that's less than what you should have won for, but we want to give you one. Son of a woman for Al Pacino. Hoo-ha! <laughs> and uh, Martin Scorsese for The Departed? Oh, my God. God. Yeah, Paul. When Herschel was a freshman, he ran for 1,600 yards and 15 touchdowns. Georgia won the national title, which really helped his case. Uh, but he was going against George Rogers, who had 1,800 yards. When Herschel was a sophomore, he ran for, he finished second to Heisman. He ran for 1,900 yards and 18 touchdowns. But Marcus Allen of USC ran for 2,400 <laughs> yards on 433 carries, Dang. which I, that has to be a college record. And he went in as a blocking back. For Charles White, Charles White, I think. Great call. And uh, then, he, so your fullback ends up rushing for twenty four hundred yards when he's the featured guy. Herschel won as a junior with seventeen hundred yards, yeah. like career achievement. He was going against guys like uh, John Elway, Eric Dickerson, and Anthony Carter, Michigan. John Elway never went to a bowl game. Never. I don't even think he finished over five hundred in his career. I think he, his best year might have been seven and seven, if that sounds right, but. I th was his dad on the staff at Stanford? Uh, his father was a, a was a, a high school coach. If he wanted to be on the staff at yeah. Stanford, I'm sure he was made to be. Yeah. I don't know how John ended up at Stanford. I know his dad was a legendary uh, high school and college coach. But, yeah, I don't think Elway – I know he didn't play in a bowl game, but, I, but they didn't have the number of bowl games. Like now, if you don't play in a bowl game, that's an embarrassment. UConn's yeah. almost bowl eligible. Yeah. 
Yeah. That just shows you how many bowl games there are. Yeah. Final hour coming up. Marcellus Wiley, the former All-Pro defensive end, will join us. Hope you'll stay with us as well. More phone calls as well. 877-3DP-SHOW. Dan and the Danettes return after this. One more item as we close out hour two. Every great day starts the night before. So why not invest in proven quality sleep? Well, who proved it? Sleep number did. Science proves your best sleep is vital to your mental, emotional, and physical health. And as the days get shorter, temperatures get cooler. Both can affect your sleep quality. Also, gradual adjustments to your daily routine can help, like shifting your bedtime and wake-up time, uh, changing your meal times, exercise times, turning on bright lights in the morning when you get up so you'll wake up. Also do this. 40% off the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Proven quality sleep. Special finance for a limited time only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com slash Patrick. Sleep Number is the official sleep and wellness partner of the National Football League. 40% off the Sleep Number 360 Special Edition Smart Bed. Take advantage of it. Subject to credit approval. Minimum monthly payments required. See sleepnumber.com for details. It's Freddie Prinze Jr. and Jeff Dye back in the ring. Wrestling with Freddie makes its triumphant return for an electrifying fourth season. Hey, Jeff. Are you ready to rumble our way into an all-new season of Wrestling with Freddy? You better believe I have. I've been practicing my body slams, and I'm jacked. All right, don't go injuring yourself now. We'll be highlighting the best stories and matches of the week in wrestling from AEW, WWE, and have one-on-one talks with the best talents in the world of pro wrestling. Listen to Wrestling with Freddy on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. What's up, everybody? This is Stephen A. Smith, host of the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast. Tune in every Monday, Wednesday, and Friday at the very least as I bring you all new episodes that feature the biggest headlines in the world of sports, pop culture, business, and I answer your phone calls and respond to your tweets. You'll hear my unfiltered opinions and straight-shooter interviews with top celebrities and game changers. All that and more. So listen to the Stephen A. Smith Show podcast on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. I'm Hannah Storm, and my new podcast, NBA DNA with Hannah Storm, chronicles my six decades in professional basketball, from growing up in the sport to becoming one of sports TV's first female broadcasters. Join me as I dig deep into the game's history, unearth some wild stories, and talk to my friends from the world of basketball, from Dr. J to Charles Barkley. It's been a wild ride, and now I get to take you with me. Listen to NBA DNA with Hannah Storm on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your podcasts. Imagine you ask two people the same seven questions. I'm Minnie Driver, and this was the idea I set out to explore in my podcast, Mini Questions. This year, we bring a whole new group of guests to answer the same seven questions, including Courtney Cox, Rob Delaney, Liz Fair, and many, many more. Join me on season three of Mini Questions on the iHeartRadio app, Apple Podcasts, or wherever you get your favorite podcasts. Seven questions, limitless answers.